Yes, so glad to be back today. So we're going to talk about running for a little bit. It's mostly body image. We're going to talk mostly about body image. Um, and it, it does affect runners, but it honestly it affects a lot of people, not just runners. I know that a lot of people struggle with this um, their whole lives. But just a quick heads up, um, just want to let you know that Intro to Imperfect Eating is in the show notes. It is my intro course. I recommend this to anyone just getting started with imperfect eating. And they're like, cool, like I want to do this, but I don't really get it. Or I don't really know how to do it. And I need you to help me. I'm really afraid. All I've ever done is like Whole30 or Weight Watchers or whatever. I've only ever been perfect with food. And so if you're one of those people that's been like, I only know how to eat healthy when I'm on a diet. And if I'm not on a diet, everything like goes to crap. This is definitely where I want you to get started. Again, it's super easy, um, super low risk, 20 bucks. I was at Bed Bath & Beyond last weekend and I saw a bottle of this Fit Tea powder and it was like $24.99. And I was like, cool, what is that going to do for your body? Nothing. So do something kind for yourself, especially as it's getting warmer, especially as there is going to be a giant influx of these ads for like, get your summer body, um, lose weight fast. And we know that those things don't work, but we don't know what the alternative is. We think the alternative to um, losing weight fast is just eat everything in sight. And it's like, well, no, like there's this thing in the middle and I want, I really want to help you create like a sustainable approach to movement, a sustainable approach to meals, a sustainable approach to your mindset, being kind to yourself. So we're going to do a lot of these things focusing on the three M's. So that is mindset, meals, and movement. Again, um, it's not even about the food. It's not even about the exercise. It really is about the mindset. We're going to get into that, but don't worry. There are going to be examples in the course. And then also uh, for podcast listeners, we're, you're going to get an extra phone call, an extra coaching session. Um, that alone, when I do like a 20-minute coaching session, that would be um, about $50 on its own. So uh, super low risk, 20 bucks for the course and a coaching session. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a no-brainer, kind of a no-brainer. So we're going to get to how to stop worrying about what people are thinking about your body while you are running or you go to the gym or you go to a party. And I think that we think once I get to this goal weight, once I get to fitting um, in these size jeans or, you know, whatever, everything will be perfect. And, you know, I think that sometimes we see women in magazines or we see women on an Instagram and we think like, if I could just have a body that looked like hers, if I could just be one of those runners on runner magazine, runner's world magazine, then I would be confident. Um, then everything would go fine. And I, I talk about this with, uh, talk about this with clients too. And they're like, I know I'm not going to be any happier when I get to that smaller body. And I'm like, cool. So you've done a little bit of work with this. You've done a little bit of this confidence building and this, you know, exploring the body image thing, but then they're stuck. It's like, I know I'm not going to, I know that losing weight isn't the thing that's going to make me happier, but they're like, I don't know what to do. So what we really want to do is get comfortable in our body just as it is right now enjoy life right now, um, accept ourselves right now. And that's hard because no one ever teaches us how to do that. You know, we're, we're just constantly feeling pressure to fit a certain mold. Um, look, look a certain way as a runner, uh, look a certain way as a woman, look a certain way as a new mom, like bounce your baby, you know, bounce your body back. Like all of this pressure 
like we feel this pressure and we don't feel confident in our bodies. And I was just having a conversation with my husband about this. And it's like, that is what's marketed to us. And I'm a woman and you know, I'm a business owner, owner as well. And I'm a marketer as well. But my goal is to not put crap out there that makes you feel like shit. So that's why you purchase. My goal is to put stuff out there to help you feel empowered. And here's the thing, the people that put shit out there to make you feel like crap, those are the businesses that are making billions of dollars, right? This is like, sometimes this is like a hard sell. This is like a long-term sell. This is like a, people come to me as the last straw. Like I've done all of the other things. I've spent the $8,000 on all the other things. I'm so tired of that. I just want to be happy. I just want to feel comfortable in my body. Um, so this isn't like a sexy sale, like, Hey, I'm going to teach you to be happy how you are. And, you know, we can work on weight loss if that's what you want, but it's more of a long-term thing because we're working on it being sustainable. So yeah, it's not really, <laughs> it's not really that sexy of a sell, but I would not be a woman of my word if I was selling you crap. Like I just can't do that. Uh, yeah. So let's talk about this. So being affected by, you know, body image things, uh, not feeling good enough, not feeling thin enough, strong enough, um, you know, abs, whatever. And the thing is that, so we, um, we'll say something like, you know, society expects us to look a certain way. Society, society expects us to be perfect, you know, all these things, but it's like, we're society. Yes, sure. Like it's marketed to us, but like, we're the ones that can choose to listen to that marketing or not. And here's how we, we, every time that we, uh, follow someone on Instagram, post a comment, share something on social media, um, purchase something, we're making a little vote. Um, we're voting this matters. I'm listening to this. This is important to me. I'm going to give this business my money. So when we give businesses our money that are, you know, giving us this message of you'll be happier once you get to this body, once you get to this mile time. Um, that message just keeps coming up. That's what, like, that's what businesses do. Like, <laughs> you give a business money, they're going to keep selling the same stuff. So we have to be the ones to choose not to be affected by it, which is hard because it's constantly thrown at us. Um, perfect images, perfect diets, uh, perfect uh, perfect bodies, perfect marathons, all of these ideas. It's, it's constantly, constantly thrown at us. And we can feel a lot of pressure, this comparisonitis. I mean, you guys know I took my little um, uh, social media hiatus. I needed to take a break from it because it was just like, oh my gosh, I am just constantly putting all of these images in my head and not feeling good enough, right? And that's so silly. Um, it wasn't until I watched... Uh, special on Netflix by uh, Brene Brown and it reminded me of the book, The Gifts of Imperfection, something that Paul got me like four years ago and I read it and it stuck with me. Um, and we just got all of our boxes back from Atlanta. They'd been in storage for almost a year. And I watched that special and was like, oh my gosh, I have that book by her. So I went and got it and I flipped through to see the notes that I wrote about myself. I, I like getting books so that I can you know, write stuff down and I can kind of see if I go back and reread the book, I can see what I was thinking about at that time in my life. And, you know, three, four years ago, I'm writing things like, I, I feel like I'm not good enough, pretty enough, skinny enough, that my thighs were not fit enough, that I wasn't cool enough. Like that was something I was worried about when I was 31 was being cool enough. Um, and I was trying to fit into this, you know, this, this pressure, this certain mold, um, 
that society expected of. But at the same time, I was the one putting this pressure on myself. I was the one doing this. No one was telling me, Jacqueline, fix yourself or X, Y, Z. In fact, my husband was constantly telling me, you're fine as as you are. I love you as you are. I got you this book about being imperfect and that it's okay. And I I like completely forgot about this book. And it, and it is this like, wait a second. I'm the one that is putting all this pressure on myself. I'm the one that's putting this pressure on myself to have a certain marathon time or a certain mile time or for my legs to fit into a certain size jeans. I don't have a boss telling me like, I, this is my life is dependent on this. Really nothing is dependent on this. My, uh, relationship. He's not lo- going to love me more if I'm a certain size or my body or I hit a certain race time. Like I am the one putting this pressure on myself because of the influence that I've seen, um, in marketing and ads and social media. But I'm the one that made those votes. I'm the one that voted, you know, to follow certain things, to buy certain magazines. I'm the one that did that. So the thing that I have to do is take that pressure off of myself. There's no one that can take that off of me. I have to be the one responsible for my life. And I'm saying this for you too. Like if you feel so much pressure to be perfect, to have a perfect body, you need a certain mile time. It it is kind of a hard message, but it's like, you are the one putting that pressure on yourself. Um, There might be some crappy people in your life. You need to set up those boundaries. Um, you need to find other people and we're going to get into a little bit more of this, but it's like, once we take that responsibility and we see like, Hey, wait, actually, um, I, I can kind of craft my life the way I want it to. And it takes work and it's hard and you know, finding new friends isn't easy, but it's like, once we accept that, like, okay, cool. There are some things that I can change and there are some things that I can't change and who I surround myself with, what images I see and the life I want to live. Um, I, I can control those things and put in the work so that I'm getting the life I want. Um, you know, it's really freeing. It's, it's wonderful. I have to say that once I decided I am not going to do these stupid things anymore, I'm not going to do these weight loss challenges anymore. I'm not going to do these diets also with running. I am not going to put so much pressure on myself that I have to be this perfect runner or that everything about me has to be perfect. I'm not doing this anymore. So many different things change. So how, how do we do this? How do we stop worrying about what people are thinking? How do we, you know, be more comfortable with ourselves? Um, how do we stop thinking that everything has to be perfect or that once we get to it being perfect, everything's going to be great. So number one that I want you to do, and these are things that I have done and I, like I, it, it happens over and over and I'm just like, oh yeah, this is so wonderful. Um, the first thing I want you to do is start noticing people and start seeing their bodies. I think a lot of times we um, will only notice bodies that are smaller than ours and think that those are the bodies that are the runner bodies. Those are the perfect bodies. Those are the happy bodies. Those are the healthy bodies. We, we compare our body to someone whose body is smaller or maybe more muscular, but just like we're finding a way to put our body down and like like someone else's body more than ours. I want you to start noticing all the different shapes and sizes of bodies when you go to the gym, when you are running on the treadmill, when you are out driving your car and you see someone running. I want you to start looking at them and noticing them. Notice that people are old, young, big, small. Notice that some people are fast, some people are slow, some people are walking, some people are run walking, some people are just walking. And I want you to notice these things. They're out there. 
um, for me, when I saw that there were women whose bodies were um, as big as mine or bigger than mine, and who specifically thighs, when I saw women whose thighs were like the same size as mine, and I saw that they were happy, it was like, it gave me this permission to be fine with where I am. It was like, wait, why am I torturing myself? Like, why am I torturing myself? I remember showing Paul a picture of a woman on Instagram, and I was like, look at her legs. Like, they look like mine. And she was like a, um, a very much more sexified version, um, dressed a lot differently than I am. But I was like, look, look at her body. It looks like mine. And like, people think that she's beautiful. And my husband was just like, what the F are you talking about? Like, a, you know, like, you're beautiful too. Your body is fine. But it was just this like, well, I don't have to have pencil thin legs. It was like, just being able to see this woman's body um, and see that it was not this Barbie body with pencil thin legs gave me permission to be in my body. Um, I've never talked to this woman. I've literally, I've never had a conversation with her. Um, probably will never, but like seeing her body and seeing that she was happy, seeing that she was strong, seeing that she was enjoying life gave me pre uh, permission to be happy in my body. So I want you to start noticing other bodies, not just the bodies that are smaller, not just the bodies that are quote perfect, but start noticing other people's bodies and notice that there are people that are out there that have bodies that aren't perfect and they're happy. So this can help you, like seeing other people can help you stop worrying about your body. Um, number two, the next thing that I really want you to do is actually be around other women other strong women who have imperfect bodies and you know being in your car can be super helpful I mean I like looking at runners um people who were running or walking whatever it really did help me like oh man I really want to be running that's another thing I never judge people um for their bodies while they're running like oh my gosh look at them it was always a jealousy thing oh why am I driving my car and they're out running right so I just want you to know that <laughs> um more likely people are not even noticing you when you're running or maybe they're like me and they're jealous of you that you are running and I am driving my car. So anyways, um, being around people in real life, this is so important because um, I think that a lot of us are seeking human connection. That's why we are on social media. That's why we are listening to podcasts. We're seeking human connection and opportunities to learn from other people. But there is something different between listening to a podcast and following someone on Instagram. Um, even zoom calls, I do zoom calls with people and they're great and it's wonderful, but it's like, there is nothing like being around someone, um, feeling someone's energy, uh, noticing their idiosyncrasies, just like being able to see their face and see how their body moves and see how they react to things. Um, so a few weeks ago I was kind of feeling blah and I was like, okay, cool. I learned from social media, like my social media break that I am seeking human connection. And I started Googling life coach media meetups in Chicago or life coach workshops in Chicago, just looking for like other life coaches that I could be around. And, uh, I found a center and they were like, cool. Like we have a center downtown, which is a huge pain to go all the way downtown, have to search for parking, traffic, blah, blah, blah. So they were like, you know, you can just connect with us on zoom, which is like Skype. And I was like, that's cool. I could do that. But honestly, I am just seeking human connection. That is what I 
I'm looking for, I don't want to do your workshop online. That's great. You know, I do that with clients. I do that um, with podcast guests. I do that when I teach my kids in China, but like, I'm really seeking being around people. And they were like, okay, cool. Come on down to, um, you know, come to our center. And so I went and it was such an amazing workshop that I attended. I felt like I got to know the people there and just like, the other thing is that like, there was uh, one person who did not attend the workshop in person. And that person just watched on the zoom link. And it was like, I got to know the four people that were in the room with me so much better than the person who was on zoom. And the way I got to know these people better and I felt like I felt connected to them was seeing that their lives were not perfect either. And I am saying this because we connect on vulnerabilities. We connect on the things that are hard, right? And so being around other people who have imperfect bodies, who have imperfect lives, um, it's not like a, oh, you know, like misery loves company, but it's a, hey, interesting. They have an imperfect life. And they're still making it work. They're still happy. They're still working on these things. They have an imperfect body and, you know, things are changing. There, there's just that, that difference that being around people and having that energy is so completely different. Um, so you need to go somewhere where you see and talk to other women, where you see people who have different size bodies. So that might mean joining a running club, an in-person running club. That might mean going to a 5K and being able to see people whose bodies are out and about and running, um, or any race, whatever race you're into right now. Um, that might be going to a gym. You know, I, I'm not huge on CrossFit, but I think that the CrossFit community does so job, good, such a good job at making a community and like it's inclusive and it's so helpful um, to see people of all different shapes and sizes doing hard things and being happy and not worrying about what their body looks like, but really focusing on like, like a growth mindset, like pushing to get stronger and like happiness in that. So I just want to let you know, I am also in the process of planning a retreat weekend in Chicago, more details to come up on this. But for that reason that me talking on a podcast is wonderful. Me posting on Instagram is wonderful, but there's so much that can happen when you are around people, that energy I'm telling you. So, um, a helpful thing to say, um, when, when you're feeling a little bit insecure, when you're feeling a little bit insecure and you're just like, okay, you know, this isn't going well. I'm around people and I'm like, Ooh, I, I don't know. Um, I love this. It's from Amy Poehler and it's like, good for her. <laughs> Not for me. You can look at someone's body and see that it's smaller or they're running faster and you can say good for her and you mean it. Like truly, I am happy for her. It's not for me and it's okay. It is okay. I think that when we give ourselves permission to not be perfect, it opens up so many things. I think we think, no, if I, um, if I let myself off the hook and I am okay and I accept things, as I am, then I'll continue to be here or fall down, right? But really the opposite happens when you accept where you are, it helps make some mindset shifts and you end up actually doing kinder things and more sustainable things for yourself. So if you're always worried about what your body looks like, you see someone's body who quote looks better, who is more fit, who is more muscular, who is leaner, who runs faster, um, telling yourself a key thing to say is like, good for her, not for me, right? So we're not putting our body down. We're not putting her body down. 
we're, we're at like a neutral to positive, um, but not a like putting anyone else down. And so this next tip is start noticing the things that you're saying, right? It kind of goes along with that. If you are saying unhelpful things, things that are not constructive, you need to reframe them. You need to reframe the things that are you, you are saying in your head or the things that you are saying to other people, right? So make the things that you are saying constructive, helpful things. I get it. We might need to vent. It's totally fine. There, there have been times that I was like crying about my body or my legs or my mile time or whatever, right? Um, I, I don't like being in that energy right now. Um, there might be times that I fall apart and I need to do that. But like, as a like, cool, like, what do I want my life to look like? How do I want to feel? Like, that doesn't feel good for me. That like brings me down a lot. Um, so going back to that whole, like, we, we are society. Society is not this, um, it's not other people. Like we are a part of society. We, you know, when we vote <laughs> with our money or with our, like who we follow the things that we purchase, um, we are society. And so if we want to change things, it's not the grownups that do that. It's not the media that changes things. Um, we are the grownups. We are the ones who change things. Um, we can be the media to get across a message. So remember that media is just a way to get a message across. So my podcast is media, you know, social media is media, magazines are media, but also like just talking, you know, putting good energy out there, putting good words out there. That is a way to get a message across. And especially for those of you who are moms or grand, you know, grandparents, um, if you are a teacher and you have students or you're an aunt, you have nieces, right? So we have all of these younger women that are going to come up and they have because of social media, um, because of magazines out there, because of this big, push to have a perfect body or to be perfect, a perfect runner. Um, there's a lot of negative energy that's there. And I just imagine, I just imagine if I had gone to that meetup with other life coaches and they were all like talking shit and like, you know, I was there and just kind of like soaking in that negative energy, that venting session, right? Um, if that's what it was, that would have just brought me down and I would have added to it. I would add, okay, cool, here, here's what I'm an event. Let me just bitch about this too. And so on the converse, if we are working on building something bigger, so if we are working on, I'm going to work on my own positive self-talk. Um, and because I'm working on my own positive self-talk, the things that I'm saying out loud are going to be positive or at least constructive, moving from A to B, um, helpful and not helpful and not tearing down. So if I am saying things like, you know, I'm not a real runner, that kind of like that, like self-deprecating like language um, kind of brings people down. Um, if I'm saying things like I can do that when I lose 10 pounds or, oh, I just ate cupcakes and so I know I need to go running or my, my, my thighs are so huge or, oh my gosh, I can't eat carbs, right? Like, so a lot of this like diet culture, um, really negative body image, um, using exercise as punishment, the more that we talk about those things, it kind of tears stuff down. It's not constructive. It's not really helpful for anyone. It's not positive self-talk. It's not positive outward talk. It's just, it's, it's not helpful. We have to work on reframing those things. So really being aware of the things that we are saying, because we can be a form of the media as well, especially if you are a content creator, someone who posts things, you post content 
on Facebook or on Instagram, making sure that it's something constructive. It's something that's helpful. It's something that if another woman sees it, you know, she can soak that in and she can feel good. Oh, great. You know, Susie is doing X, Y, Z. I want to work on this too. I don't, I don't want to be in this space where I'm always being mean to myself or I'm always judging myself. Um, I, I, I want to work on myself too. And it's so hard because I think that at times women are pit against each other and there's this competition versus community. Um, I, I have definitely felt that in my life, but also when I go back to what were the things I was saying to myself during those times, those times that I felt that I, like I was competing with other women, I was saying shitty things to myself. So it was like, I was saying shitty, this negative self-talk. So then the things that I saw in the world was, they were super negative. And so, um, confirmation bias is the tendency to interpret new evidence as confirmation of one's existing beliefs. So that is from dictionary.com. It's like, when you buy a yellow car, all you see out there are yellow cars. Or I just started going to Athletico for physical therapy for my knee, strengthen my hips and strengthen my, uh, my butt and my calf. And it's like, I see Athleticos everywhere I go. I've never noticed them before. So it's like, if I am doing negative self-talk, I am just going to keep noticing other people doing negative self-talk or negative like outward talk right? Like I have this like, cool, women are just jerks. We just do mean things. We're always, we're never um, happy with our bodies. We're just always constantly, oh, I have to lose five pounds. Oh, I have to, you know, so we're going to see more of that. Um, When we start to be more confident in our bodies, we start to uh, feel good. We start to see that there are women in bigger bodies who who are happy as well we start to look for these things, we're going to start seeing more evidence of it. I bet you if you listen to this podcast and you go drive your car and you start looking for runners, you are going to see, um, you're going to see people out and you're going to see them smiling and you're going to see that they are in all different shapes and sizes and they're all at different uh, running speeds. And that's going to start building up, I mean, this confirmation bias really that you can be in any type of body and be happy and be strong, right? And so you're going to start looking for that evidence. It's just what's going to happen. Um, so really, if you want to stop feeling like people are judging you, you kind of have to stop judging other people. If you want to feel happy in your body, you have to work on being happy in your body. If you want to stop worrying, you have to practice not worrying. It doesn't happen overnight. This takes time. So to tie this up, so number one, make sure, look for, look for imperfect people. Look for people in different bodies. Look for people who do not look like you. Look, 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 look. You'll find them. Um, two, immerse yourself in a community with imperfect and strong people. People who are not afraid to be vulnerable. People who are not going to give you this facade that like everything is perfect in their lives. But they're going to do it in a constructive way where they're helping build things up instead of tearing things down. Misery loves company, but also happiness loves company. Strength loves company. Um, people comfortable and happy in their bodies that they love company. Um, and then the last thing is reframe negative self-talk. What you say around people, the stuff that you say in your head, the stuff that you say to other people, make sure that it is positive positive outward talk. Is that a thing? I just named it that. Positive outward talk. So cool. Um, this is so fun. And I, I, it's so interesting because I think about, you know, let's see, 
10 years ago, I think it was 10, maybe 11 years ago, we, um, I was telling my husband about when I wanted to run my first 5k and I was like, cool, I will do that once I get to being a fast runner. I will run a 5k when my body is smaller. And here's the thing is that when I ran my 5k, like my first 5k five years ago, um, I was not fast. I don't know if I could actually run a full mile. I think maybe the race was the full time. I, first time I had like run a full mile. Um, I couldn't do anything. I was not confident in myself. I was really nervous. And then once I got to that race and I saw that there were so many people who were so different and they were still out there, it made things real. It changed everything. And that's when I was like, oh my gosh, I, this is it. This is so much fun. I, I start looking for these things. Like everything changed. Everything changed. Um, but the thing is, is that it took me like, what was it? It took me like eight years, to, you know, from this time that I like told my boss, Hey, I want to run. I want to run a 5k. And then once I actually went and did it, it took like eight years and my body was not perfect. When I ran that 5k, my body is not perfect. And some might say that, Oh, she failed. You know, she never hit her goal weight. She never, um, hit her mile time, uh, expectation, but it was like, no, the goal changed and that's okay. Like my goal stopped being about being perfect. And my goal became, I just don't want to worry. I just don't want to worry about other, what other people think about me. I just want to be confident in my, in my own skin. I just want to accept myself. I'm so sick and tired of being a jerk to myself. I've spent how many years of my life just being an asshole? Like I'm done with this. Why can't I just be okay now? Like, why do I have to wait until I get to a certain point to be okay with myself? And honestly, once I did that, once I had that little like powwow with myself and I was like, this is cool, this is what we're doing. We're not going to do that bullshit anymore. Everything changed. Everything changed. And it, you know, it, it wasn't this like, okay, cool. I stopped worrying about other people, what people are thinking about my body. And I immediately gained 80 pounds. It was like, no, once I stopped worrying, I actually was able to go out there and do more things, go to restaurants, um, run and not worry about what my time was. Just run for the sake of running. Like what we do when we're kids, we just run around. I am less self-conscious about my body now than I was when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I was way too worried about what people were thinking. And that prevented me from playing sports. I was so worried about what people were thinking about me um, because I was not good. And because I was not good, I never practiced and I quit all of the teams. So really this stopping worrying about what people were thinking about me, getting more confident, um, being around these, you know, other imperfect people, it really helped me. Um, yeah. So guys, uh, whew, that was a lot. Talks fast. Um, I just think that this is huge and especially, I know, like it's it's May, crap's thrown at you right now. So just know that you can still move your body and feel good, but being a jerk to yourself, how has that ever helped you in the past? Seriously, how has that ever helped you? It may have helped you get to an end. It was like a means to an end, but were you happy in the process? Going back to that quote by Janine Roth. Who you are on the journey is who you will be when you arrive. So be a little bit kinder to yourself. Yes. Make sure to check out the links in the show notes. Get started with the intro to imperfect eating. Um, we can do, I have a few openings for calls this week or next week. Let's get started. All right, guys, take care.